Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. I am Gumshoe Tom, living up to his name. We are Team Binge. We welcome you all to talk about murder at the end of the world. This is episode seven called Retreat. This is what the people in the biz call the finale. And we watched it. And Tom, from the top, I will give you kudos. I think you (laughs) nailed... Uh, the majority of this from very early in this podcast. There's no way to go back and verify because uh, <laughs> these podcasts only last a week and then they're burned into the ether, never to be. Yeah, it's like Snapchat. Again. Uh, sure, I understand that reference. <laughs> and so uh, I will just say that there were things that happened in this episode. Part of me was like proud of you, and the other part of me was like. Man, I hate it when he's right. You know when you hate when your spouse is right? Like, it's kind of one of those. One of those. I was torn, we'll just say. Torn. Mm-hmm. How did, did you, get, you do feel? Do I get any internet points? Yeah, you can. How many would you like? I mean, you, you can't ask. You have to just be you given. Well, no. I wanted you to give me a number, and I was going to half it. So let's just say <laughs> you get 50 internet points, because okay. I'm vindictive. Congratulations, 50 internet points. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, here's my take on this series. Like, it's just going to be a rehash of what I think we've covered in in many of the pods thus far. I think the overall mystery that they were trying to do with the AI being the bad guy, I think was cool. But my problem with the series was they didn't give us anything to make it think it was anybody else but either the AI, Andy, or Lee in some form or fashion. All of the other characters were just red herrings. They didn't dive into anybody. They just every once in a while would throw somebody in the bus and say, oh, it's going to be this character. They're the bad guy. But I mean, I think the writing was kind of on the wall. And um, and I don't know, maybe it's because we're potting on it and I'm like sleuthing too much. I'm trying to get to the mystery. But I felt like it wasn't incredibly hard to kind of decipher with the heavy handed clues of bad programming and code being bad and the constant referencing to hacking the whole time. But I still had an overall fun time with the show. I just kind of wish it was would have taken some different choices. Sure, sure. I also had a good time. I appreciated this finale. I think there's a fine line that these types of shows have to walk where it's like we can't just throw the solution out of nowhere so that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we never would have guessed that. That's insane. And also like being easy enough that us dum-dums, not you, I don't include you in that group, <laughs> But us dum-dums feel smart enough to, like, work out some of the details and get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And once again, not to call myself a dum-dum, but there's certain things you caught that I didn't catch. But then once you brought them up in our conversation, I kind of looked for. And so it made more it made more sense. I I appreciate a show that will, like, lay the groundwork to allow you to solve it. Mm-hmm. without making it so like ridiculous or difficult that you're just like, well, that wasn't even fun and that doesn't make any sense. I think this is why like Ad- Agatha Christie novels are fun while uh, I enjoy watching those old BBC recreations of them is because like it's your chance to solve it. I don't know that this needed seven episodes to get there. That was probably my mm-hmm. big thing is like, to your point, we either needed to go into some other storylines and expand this out to eight or ten episodes or you know cut it down to four and don't honestly i and and maybe i missed something completely but does their backstory solving that serial killer murder did any of that pay off like what do we get out of that other than it was their kind of love story as they were doing something and let us know where her and bill started and we found out where they ended but I, I guess I thought there would be a twist with that or more of a mystery, but really it wasn't. It was just kind of a, I don't know, an added hat that we didn't mm-hmm. need. I don't know that it we just didn't need that... it, but there was a lot of mm-hmm. time spent on it and there was nothing to solve. I think the, the, the weight of that story is just how it all buttons up, which we'll touch at the end, but how they kind of close the book on Bill. I, I like that because if we didn't get any of that backstory, we really wouldn't have understood their relationship and Bill needed to be the catalyst for it. But I agree with you about like the silver doe and that specific serial killer who they were kind of running after. That really didn't pay off, I think, in, in my mind. It felt like they could have taken all of that, put it in the first episode. So like you rather than tease it out through the episodes only Mm -hmm. for us to find out it was a random dude that was a police officer that was murdering people and they solved it and he killed himself. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So, but uh, to your point, 
we're going to criticize things because that's what we do. <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be nothing to talk about. Um, but I did enjoy the show, and I, you know, I appreciate a finale, and I appreciate a one-season show. I don't know if they're going to get picked up for more, but I appreciate a concise story that's like, hey, beginning, end. I don't have to think about this again. I'm not going to watch it again. Uh, would I recommend it to people? Certain types of people, yes. Others, no. You know, not <laughs> dum-dums. I don't recommend it to dum-dums. No, but I, I just want to touch on it before we jump into it. I, I think you're right. It's, it's very hard to write a story like this that it throws enough breadcrumbs out there where it's not obvious, um, but like certain people can kind of pick it up. Um, and I think just the nature of what we're doing and we're kind of deep diving, I, I think we're going to pick up some of those things more so than the regular audience. So I, I do like the idea of the mystery being like this AI, right? Like, I think that was a, it's a cool story to tell. It's not necessarily a specific person. Um, so I, I just want to, I guess, say that again, that I understand it's not easy. And, and overall, the show was incredibly well shot and, and well acted for the most part. So uh, I'm in for it. Sure, sure. Yeah, all I heard was that you love AI. Once again, that's all. <laughs> I didn't listen to most of what you said because that's not how podcasting works. But um, I I do know that you're big pro AI guy. So mm-hmm. AI. This guy. is all deepfake, oh, by the way. Everything uh, <laughs> for my recording, it's all deepfake. Oh man, that was a fun moment. Um, <laughs> all right, let's dive into it. We start with the end of the last episode where Andy shows up with a beat up David, and he's got Todd, Todd, and. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Margo. <laughs> Margo and Todd. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Oh, it's that time of it's year. It's Christmas. Yes. Oh, man. What a, what a great movie. All right. So he's like, there's my wife. And then we... So that's where we start. They're, they're marching everyone down to uh, floor negative 10, which mm-hmm. every time I see that on the thing, I just laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> And everyone's That's how counted. Silo should have been, by the way. We did cover the series Silo from Apple TV Plus, uh, and their elevator, or not elevator, they didn't have one, but their numbers went up, which didn't make sense. They should be going negative. Yep. I don't remember much about that show, but I do remember the numbers were all wrong. That's for <laughs> sure. And so we discovered that this little bunker is 50 meters under the ground and that it was all designed by Ray because... Can I ask you real quick? 50 yeah, meters, that's like, that's like 200 miles? What is that? What's the conversion? Okay, so the conversion rate uh, reminds me of the Nate Bargatze SNL <laughs> sketch. The conversion rate of meters. <laughs> we only use meters in the unfun sports like track and swimming. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I think fifty. I think a meter equals a mile. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> right. Um. Anyways, we uh. We're 50 because 50 meters is how you're going to survive whatever nuclear holocaust. Mm -hmm. Um, We find out that Ray is also really good with mirrors so that we can still see the sun uh, way down in the deep, which pretty sure the (laughs) Egyptians invented. If anyone's seen the movie The Mummy, Um, (laughs) that was part of the light uh, issue there. Mm -hmm. And I, I do think Andy says something during this conversation where he's explaining the bunker where he's like, and I was going to give that technology or we were going to, you know, make sure everyone got that technology. But he had just talked about the mirrors bringing sunlight down to the basement. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you're really into mirror technology? That's what you're, but he meant Ray. I just got confused for a second. Once again, I'm dumb and I'm not solving murders. I'm just confused on what technology is. Turns out it's mirrors reflecting off of each other. <laughs> but there's a long speech about how great Ray is. Uh, and the big thing about Ray that he brings up is, Ray thinks in centuries, not mm. us dumb humans that are only thinking about our next cheeseburger. I don't know. He, <laughs> he, real real harsh on the human race here, Andy. Thanks. Yeah, he's just like ultimately opining on how brilliant his creation is. But this made me think about, like, is Andy like a coder, a hacker? Is he the one actually creating this stuff? Or is he just a generic billionaire guy that knows the right people and knows how to build this? Because I didn't really get the sense that he's some sort of like tech genius. Like he did not create Ray, right? Oh, I assume he's like, um, you know, the Apple guy with the turtleneck. And but he has a Wozniak or whatever that other guy's name is. Okay. But, no, I do think he's got some... 
Well, he he hops on the computer, if you'll remember, to try and unhack that helmet unsuccessfully. Yeah, poorly. So yeah. uh, if you watch that scene, if you go, I would encourage everyone to uh, rewind your DVD and go back and watch that scene. Uh, all he does is hold control alt delete and he hits it like three times and he's like oh this is this hack is unhackable and that's when he gives up so and he I don't also know. I mean, he turns the computer off and turns it back on again and then he plugs it in and unplugs it and then he does the same thing with the router all of those things while sean is slowly suffocating inside that motorcycle helmet i Listen, I'll never forgive them for writing that someone's dying inside of a motorcycle helmet. That's my biggest gripe. All right, I'll move on. That, Sorry. That's your takeaway from the show. Yes. I mean, I just, I, I didn't get that he was, like, I just thought he was a rich billionaire, like, Elon Musk type. I think they kind of played on it. There's been a lot of, like, memes going around the internet, too, of, like, Mark Zuckerberg in this show, because apparently, like, Mark Zuckerberg's trying to build some sort of bunker in Hawaii, um, and everybody's just referencing that article to this nice. show, which is very kind of true to life. But I mean, all those people are just smart business people. They're not the ones actually creating the AI and writing the code or whatever it is that does it. And I guess Andy does here, but I, I didn't get the sense in the show that that was him. Huh. All right. I always assume that those people that are super smart and super rich know just enough to, like, I don't know, wrangle the cats. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I never question Andy's technical prowess, not after he invented that mirror thing that brings sunlight <laughs> under the ground. Well, he invented Ray that invented that. That's true. That's true. Ray must sunlight, sun rays. I get where the name comes mm. from now. That's It's Smart. all about sunlight. <laughs> all right. Andy's speech is that um, like someone here is a murderer. So this is where I got the sinking suspicion that you were going to be right about everything is when he, when he was kind of like, I don't even know who the murderer is, you mm-hmm. know, which he said through the show, but it didn't feel like a ploy during this. Um, but I love that they're all trapped down there. Very Agatha Christie. There's even exactly. like a, there's even like a fireplace and like big <laughs> cushy chairs. Like, no, we just needed an inspector to show up. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they're all they're all trapped in the basement, and when I say trapped, I don't mean the alt rock two thousands band trapped. Wow, good good pull, headstrong. There you go, boom. Lou May immediately is like, I want to work together. I don't know why you brought me here, but I want to work together. I felt like they kept. I don't know if the show just assumes we're all racist, but they kept trying to throw <laughs> Lou May as the murderer. At no point was I like, oh, it's probably Lou May. I could. Never once was I like Lou May. I mean, maybe well, they, that just speaks to me being, you know, a super global accepting person. But I never thought it was Lou May as the murderer. I feel like while well, she's kind of going back and forth, like, oh, I don't know why you sent me here. But apparently the you sent me here to try to buy Ray, I guess, was the, the thought. But she makes a comment about, like, two competing nations or, like, leaders of nations going against each other. So my assumption is she's, like, Chinese. Chinese versus the U.S., they have bad blood or whatever so they can't just meet at a bar they have to meet at some sort of like the resort here so i feel like that's where push and pull from them was is based off of china and the u.s i could be wrong i feel a little bit bad that you just called his resort uh such a you're you're not (laughs) impressed with the ai generated murder resort apparently so that's okay you 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 don't love a place that warms your bath for you Uh, they have hot water tom (laughs) For hot baths if it's cold outside. It's an incredible resort. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was crazy that Lume was like, oh, our competing competing countries. Because, I mean, we're America. No one's competing with us, you know? USA. USA. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) I need Sorkin to come in with his newsroom speech about how America's not number one in anything. Anyways, that's a great show. All right, uh, I love the U.S. Here we go. David, uh, we find out, is the one that threatened Darby. He dressed up in the mm-hmm. mask, assaulted her. His reasoning was pretty flip-floppy. I don't know. This felt like a showism. They're just like, we got to throw you off the, the scent, and so we needed a physical accosting so that you didn't think it was the AI the whole time, so we sent David. I don't know. I didn't feel like his his reasoning was very good. Yeah, he ultimately just says, like, I wanted to stop you from hurting Lee. And, like, I I also feel kind of bamboozled by the mask that they kind of show in that first one, which is apparently Rohan. And, like, they they 
showed that a lot in trailers for the show. You thought it would be uh, more prominent. I think one of our listeners thought it would be like a Jabberwocky party would kind of come in and like <laughs> <laughs> they would take everybody out in these masks. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But like, I mean, even when David kind of came, like it just gave the killer or what we thought would be the killer, like an actual body, but he wasn't wearing that mask or whatever, right? We never actually got to see his face. So I kind of felt a little bit like the wool was kind of pulled over our eyes on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. David was just walking down the hallway. He was going to accost her in like the normal uh, criminal ski mask, black ski yeah. mask, eyes uh-huh. cut out. And then he randomly saw that mask on like a, a room service tray that was sitting on the floor outside mm-hmm. with like a half eaten sandwich. And he's like, ooh, that's a mask. And then he put <laughs> it on. So mm-hmm. that's that's the story I've written in my head. And I'm sure Britt Marling wrote the same one and left it <laughs> on the cutting room floor. Andy's like, guess what? Zoomer was Bill's son. And everyone goes, <gasps> Everyone gasped. There's a lot of gasping during this scene. I was like, oh, you guys don't talk to each other because we knew all this stuff and we're not even there. I mean, I'm not did even Darby, at the resort and I know all this. Did Darby tell them all around the little campfire that Bill was the the biological father? I can't remember if that was one of the things she revealed. That feels right. I mean, a lot was said around that campfire. Uh, I think that one lady sang a song in a foreign <laughs> language. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was... But I think in this... I don't know, Tom. There's times in life where you have to act surprised by things, um, mm-hmm. where it's like you knew someone was having a kid, and they make the <laughs> announcement, and you're like, oh, congratulations, <laughs> we're so happy for you, we didn't know. Or, I don't know, someone gets like COVID, and you're like, oh, congratulations, we didn't know. Wait, well, like Andy, a good joke. Andy does this when he says like, oh, did everybody know that Lee's leaving me? And he's like looking around the room and trying to get reactions. So <laughs> yeah. he's trying to get the surprises. So, so strange. So strange. Uh, no one in this, no one in this crazy hotel can keep a secret. No one's interested in keeping a secret. He's nope. just like, I've gathered you all here to let you know I'm sterile. And everyone's like, <gasps> yeah. and then one of them's like, ah, I kind of figured. Remember that time we were in Panama? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Oh, and oh, by the way, Lee's a felon for cybercrime. And they gave her the most, like, soft cybercrime-y thing in the world. <laughs> They're just like, I don't know. She's the Dude. Robin Hood of cyber criminals. <laughs> She's like, oh, like I had to support my family through hacking at age 14. And I'm pretty sure she admits to the exact hack from the movie Office Space, where she's like slowly <laughs> taking pennies off of the millions of corporate dollars. Uh, I thought that was just kind of a bit comical. I'm sorry, you mean the hack from Superman 3, which uh, <laughs> I think is referenced in Office Space. and Even better. Even I don't better. know. What's funny is no one can look the camera in the eye during these scenes because they all know we as an audience are just like, what is going on here? Mm. I don't know. They're like, we need to make her sympathetic, but also make her a felon for cybercrime. Who's she going to steal <laughs> from? Banks, because everyone loves banks. And you're like, all right, whatever. Well, um, the whole idea here is just that they're trying to make Andy the savior character. Like Andy came and, and sweeped her off her feet and deleted all of her, you know, whatever history. So I don't know. Is Andy the one that doxed her or helped her dox to be able to get rid of this cybercrime? I don't know. At one point, he does say, like, the things I do for love which made me think of Game of Thrones in that part where, uh, was it Cersei Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister throws, <laughs> yeah, the, throws kid the, the kid off thing. the roof, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, great scene. Loved it. <laughs> Sometimes I watch it just to, you know, feel some level of joy. Look, he's flying. Um, no. Well, they got Zoomer's name. <laughs> what I was going to say is there's a cut scene where Andy is with Lee, and Lee's, like, biting her nails, and he's like, oh, I'll clear this all off your record. And he like opens Chrome and he goes to like delete cookies <laughs> and he deletes cookies and he's like, there, all your crimes are absolved. And she's like, marry me. We let's have a kid. Anyways. I love is that what cookies are? <laughs> yeah. Is that what cookies are? No, no, no. You've been doing it wrong. You've been only deleting cookies for the last seven days. You have to do it from all time. Oh. And then you're safe. And get rid of all the extensions is something people do when they're hacking. Oh, man, I'm good at computers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, my favorite... My favorite and this whole thing is just Clive Owen yelling. Yes, Clive <laughs> Owen dialing it up to eleven, where he's like, where she was performing another great heist of my son. That's not how he delivers that line, but it is equivalent. I don't know, just an incredible, incredible I love, moment. We do find out that he gets this out of David. So I mean, David, David's a snitch, right? He, he well, did you uh, see David's face? David, I mean, Todd uh, really took it to David, and uh, so I'm not surprised David gave it up because uh, it looked like he'd been he looked like he had been um, pink bellied for a really long time. I was trying to think of uh, what we used to do to each other as kids, and uh, is pink belly something that's universal? Will people get that reference? That's when you slap yeah. someone on the belly until it goes pink. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> What is going on here? All right. All right. Here we Can go. You explain, we sometimes go. I get a dead leg. What, what is that all about? <laughs> a dead leg. A dead All right, Tom. So in your leg is a nerve. All right. No, no, no. Let's move on. Let's let's keep going. Um, he talks about how... No, Andy, or Lee at this point, I think, is talking about how mm-hmm. she was trying to steal Zoomer because he was in danger and Lee does confess that she's like, I did love you. I wasn't just in it for the money. Um, and I I think there is a moment here where Andy is like, hey, you know people get divorced and it's called like custody, like joint <laughs> custody. He like very rationally was like, you don't just run off with the kid. We like make an agreement and we part ways. I don't know. I was like, okay, Andy seems a little bit reason. They tried to make him out to be a monster, which I know he hits Lee, and that's terrible, and he should be shot for that. But uh, I, I do think they like they kept saying like Andy's like Andy's like monitoring everything. He's just an animal. Like he's obsessive, and they tried to make him worse than he was. I guess mm-hmm. other than yelling in a room full of people about I'm sterile. The great heist of my fertility, or I don't know, anything. Anyways. No, I, I think you're you're kind of right here. This was all interrupted by a weird commercial cut. I don't know if you noted it, Tom, but <laughs> I know my spouse noted it. Um, she's like, why is there commercial cut in this? And I had to explain that this, I think, airs on FX, and some people have uh, ad-driven Hulu. Um, not to brag, we don't have ads on our Hulu, so I don't know what that means about us. Maybe we're building a silo-like um, shelter in the middle of the wilderness because it was weird the way they cut the scene though, because there's like so much like tension going on, and then this little toy ambulance just kind of comes in, and then yeah, to your point, it was an abrupt commercial break, and I have the ad Hulu, so when it cut for commercial for me, it was like Flula Borg trying to sell me Icebreaker's gum. Uh, <laughs> it really, it really took me out of it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. There's certain, uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's like any transition during a sports uh, game, mm-hmm. a sports activity where they like tell a really heartfelt story about like the parent that uh, their dream was their kid to make it to what's it called and that parent died. And then they're like, and we're brought to you by Gatorade. I don't know. Fabrice. Do you want to gamble on sports? Do you want to gamble on that guy's dead parents? Join us. At, anyways. All right. Zoomer comes down the stairs with his space helmet, and he really wants to finish his game. And this is where Darby goes into her super detective trance, where she mm-hmm. just starts. She's George Costanza. She's working it all out. <laughs> She's seeing dimes across the room. She's playing She's, Frogger. She's playing Frocker. Uh, she's celebrating Festivus. I don't know. She's doing all of the George Costanza things. 
and working it out. And we find out, Tom, I'm going to let you talk through this because, my friend, you gumshoot this, I want to say, in whenever we saw the security footage, you mm-hmm. gumshoot that it was Zoomer going through that door. Or you read it on the internet, but I'm going to give you credit <laughs> for at least doing the research on the internet. So go ahead, man. What did we discover? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, again, I I was off base with thinking that Zoomer was a robot kid, but I, my wife was I'm still not it. convinced he's human. <laughs> he true. might be a robot. He's but, not real but, upset about killing all these people, I can tell you that right now. Robot. <laughs> just morphine he just gave them medicine oh i've got questions about morphine go ahead no we'll get there but yeah like my wife is one that kind of cued me on to zoomer being like more of a i don't know more more to the story than kind of led on so when we saw that light and you couldn't see anybody i also i felt it was really weird the way those cameras were shot they were kind of very high and i thought it was kind of obvious at least from my first watching when the we saw light that that was the door opening um again i don't like how they didn't like they made all this thing about LIDAR and you can see where everybody is at every point and we see this door open in this camera footage, but we never see it like open again because Zoomer would have had to leave this room and he clearly wasn't leaving out the the back door here. So I felt like that was kind of like a bit fast and loose with the show, not kind of closing that, that loop. Well, well, is the idea that Andy knows this and that he cut all this stuff out in order to not implicate Zoomer, or is Andy finding this out as we find it out? I think if we go back to those LIDAR scenes when they said, like, hey, who's all in the house when, like, this happened? I, I mean, I, I don't think you see Zoomer's face on there. I think either the LIDAR doesn't pick up Zoomer or... Uh, Andy has taken Zoomer out of the equation there. I, I don't know, but that, that's why I thought this was kind of a little bit, a little bit silly. Where it's a cool concept, but I feel if you kind of poke at it a little bit, you can you can get some holes. Sure, sure. But yeah, it was ultimately yeah Zoomer kind of playing playing doctor here, right, and going to give him his medicine. It wasn't like I thought it might be a little bit more AR driven with a little headset he had there, but it wasn't. It was just like I'm going to give you medicine. I don't know why he gave him the medicine. I guess he was just coaxed by by Ray, saying this is what the guy needs. But yeah, why did morphine kill him? I mean, I know morphine with like a certain like high dose can kill someone, but did we get an explanation as to why one tube of more morphine killed this guy? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like my thought would be if you're going to have a tube of morphine, it wouldn't be any more than one person would need. You wouldn't have like mass amounts in it. Uh, I don't know, but I guess again, maybe it's some sort of internet connected morphine thing that, uh, Ray turned up to 11 to make sure it overdosed the guy. I don't know. Got it. Yeah. 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 Those, those Wi-Fi enabled syringes <laughs> that yep. are all the craze on the street right now. Um, mm-hmm. that's why everyone's constantly like, Hey, do you have change and a Wi-Fi password so I can use this <laughs> syringe? What's your kid's um, birthday? What's your kid's birthday? That was great. That I do like how, the, well, like when Andy is like getting confronted with all of this, he then gives that line where he's like, "We built safeguards for this." I'm like, "Come on, man!" Like, yeah, it's an AI. Like, of course you should probably build in like killer safeguards. So I, I thought that was a bit a bit silly of a dialogue. So, okay, so are we under the assumption that Andy is learning that Zoomer did this? So he hasn't doctored any of the footage. He's yes. learning this he in had real no idea. time. Okay. Correct. Okay, then yeah, your LIDAR, and I can't believe we're using the term LIDAR. I hate <laughs> myself. That it's 3D real ultrasound. Um, <laughs> whatever. Let's move on. Let's let's lie the LIDAR down and move mm-hmm. on. Um, and ultimately, we find out that Ray directed him, and then Ray... I didn't know why Ray needed the boy to kill Rohan. It feels like Ray could have done that on his own, but apparently he is just a sick computer that loves using that little boy to murder people. Yeah, um, I didn't get that either. Yeah, But uh, yeah, so you were... Um, I mean, we talked about this on last episode, that ultimately Andy did not know what AI was doing and it was killing these people. You, to your credit, very early on knew that Zoomer was involved. Um, and so I, you know, I did like this, but uh, I do have some questions, mainly about LIDAR and what it means to <laughs> me. And can it see through clothes, I guess, is really <laughs> the big, the first question the internet would ask. Um, 
The internet or you? Uh, the internet is all of us, Tom. It's in all of us. As the good book says, the internet is in all of us. Uh, no, it's just, just machines, man, howling if, in the dark of the end. Oh, that was a great whatever line. Whatever that line was, yeah. Yeah, they were like, oh, that was, I don't know. This show was throwing some messages at me that I got confused by, and so I'm glad we're going to talk <laughs> it all out. Um, Ray, there's a moment here where, like, Darby asks Ray a question, and then she's like, oh, he only answers to one man. And so I think that was something you also pointed out where he makes the comment and he's like, oh, you've got to be very literal. And actually, that's not true. It's just that Ray will only answer to um, to Andy. And, and so I was kind of bummed that didn't that didn't pan out. Like, I guess that was a better red herring of the thing that you need to be literal with him. I, I thought right. they could have used that somewhere, but maybe they did. I just missed it. Yeah, it just uh, it just made us go to a deep fake app, which was <laughs> all I could think about is in the other guys where he's got the app that when you see the back of someone's head, it will show you the the app will show you the face of the person face back. They, yeah, face whatever it was called. <laughs> Anyways, Ray admits to morphing Bill, um, and then Sean was I guess just a pure accident. Is that how we leave this? Sean was not murdered. Could couldn't tell you. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Great. All right, these no are idea. the types of questions we sorry, Sean. <laughs> your murder did not mean as much to the show as everyone else's. It was um, cold. She got uh, short end of the stick there. She she did. Or the long end of a helmet, I believe, is what it's called. Um You know that old saying. That old saying. Like the biggest mistake. That one big mistake that you make with helmets, not mm-hmm. putting in breathing holes. That's, what, that's the astronaut big mistake. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. No oxygen in the helmet. All right, so ultimately Darby goes through it all. She's like, mm-hmm. Rohan knew Bill's killer. Um, Bill was a security threat. And then is this where, oh, she tells Andy to like tell, like ask Ray these things. And I thought it was interesting that it like the big reveal wasn't necessarily that like who killed them, but more of the, like why did AI think Bill was a security threat? And they really mm-hmm. leaned into this. And I was like, I don't know that we need to lean into this. I mean, I don't feel like Andy had any like affinity to Bill. So sure, he said something. I don't know. This was, once again, for a 42-minute episode, I felt like we went long on some things that I would mm-hmm. have just accepted, I guess. Um, and I didn't need the use of a deep fake app to, it would have been funny had they all attempted an Andy impression. They're like, Oh, I got this. Oi. Uh, they like did a British accent and Clive Owen's like, no, I'm American in this dude. I don't know. It would have been great. I mean, you got to appreciate though. Andy got hacked, right? Via the deep fact. Dude, deep fake app. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we had Darby doing the therapy with Ray, so it's like not unheard of, and it makes sense that uh, Andy would use Ray as a therapy to be able to talk to somebody. He's already kind of said, like, I can't trust anybody um, like in this retreat, in my family, I guess. Um, so he's, he's lying on Ray and saying all these things. But I still, I didn't really understand the hatred of, of um, Andy to Bill. Like, because eventually he says, like, I wanted to kill, I wanted to kill Bill. And that's how Ray takes it as, like, literal, which I I think you kind of needed. You need to put Ray on a path to say this is why we need to get rid of this character. But I didn't understand the hatred because he didn't know about the affair and everything else, right? No, he knows that he's not, he knows he's not Zoomer's father. And I Mm -hmm. think... You know, whatever, maybe mouth swab. I don't remember where he comes to realize that, you know, Bill is... Bill well, Ray is does. Ray knows it immediately because of the mouth swab and all that kind of stuff. Got so it. he kind of puts that together so they have to take him. But I don't... I still... I, I'm with you. I well, think this scene went his, too fast. During his conversation, he does... Like, he's essentially jealous at how quickly Zoomer takes to Bill. and And so I think there is just a fear of... This is his son, and the biological father showed up, and the kid immediately showed a affinity to Bill. And so, I mean, I kind so of so Andy got knew that. that then. So Ray told Andy that this was the biological son, and that's what kind of put all this together. Well, if you listen to what ev- everything Andy says, Andy does know that Bill is Zoomer's dad at that dinner because okay. he talks okay. about 
And he says, I mean, he uses some adult words about Bill is only essentially um, a biological material that created Zoomer. He's nothing mm-hmm. more. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so, okay. He, I mean, that, I don't know. I just, uh, they took so long for it to finally be like, Ray is like, I will act on behalf of Ronson Industries in order to save it. And that means I need to kill Bill. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just, oh, but we did get the, the blood circle in the book. That was revealed to us. Good. Yeah, good the whole stuff faulty, there. faulty programming. I mean, was it, I feel like it was comically circled like perfectly in that, but we didn't get that in her yeah, like he of had the last a, episode. Like, like he had a blood tinted highlighter and he was like, <laughs> yeah. circle that. The professor's definitely going to put this on the exam. Faulty programming. Oh, man. Is there a bigger industry that's just a complete waste of money and time and it has us convinced that it matters? The highlighter industry? We're coming mm. against big highlighter right now. Have you ever highlighted something in a book and it actually <laughs> meant something? No. Highlighter industry, we're on to you. Big crock. Uh, you don't mean anything and you don't help people study. I mean, wow. we wow. convinced ourselves that highlighting words would make us like remember <laughs> them or make them more important. That is the dumbest thing in the world. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like it did. I feel like I was a highlighter kid in high school. I'd highlight stuff and then you read it all once, and then when you read it again, all you gotta do is read your highlight stuff. Nah, so highlighting is the laziest form of studying. Highlighting is convincing <laughs> yourself you're studying. You might as well just crush those highlighters up, put them on a spoon, and smoke them. I don't. I mean, it's not doing you any good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, what's funny is I'm looking at an outline where Tom highlights all of his stuff. <laughs> this is why I am going heavy on the highlighting. Granted, it's digital highlights, but... Oh, it's different. It's different. It denotes your lines from my lines, so that's something. All right. By the way, this is all scripted. Everything we say, we've, we've written this all out. Yes. That's, ex- that's exactly right, Julian said. <laughs> um, did I... Why did I write Lee hits Andy? What, what happened there? I think I, I think Andy he's going to like choke somebody out right he's choking out Darby and then oh, yeah. Lee she picks hits him up with a something rock. and cold cocks him. Yeah. <laughs> him with like a moon rock from Sean. Mm-hmm. Boom. Who walked on the back. dark side of the moon, which she casually inserts into conversation. <laughs> walked on the dark side of the moon. Anyways, I thought okay, they were so, going to kill him, but they didn't. I was glad they didn't. If it would have been too neat of a bow, although there is a neat bow that's tied at the end of this episode that I don't know that I bought, but. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, honestly, maybe it would have been better had he died. It would have explained a little bit more than what occurs. But maybe I wonder if they shot it and they debated whether or not he should die or wake up because he seems pretty okay a couple minutes later, even though that jagged moon rock crushed his skull. Yeah, he's fine. Just a little concussed. Um, there is a line I think here. I, I believe it's Darby that delivers it. Where okay, Andy's out of the picture. They realize it's Ray. And then they got to go take out Ray. And she says something to the effect of, like, the father and the son, but the Holy Ghost is still at large. I, I couldn't help but chuckle when I heard that line. Um, and as a religious man, did you did you take that and enjoy that line? Uh, obviously, any form of blasphemy is just going to bother <laughs> me. So I obviously took to the streets. I made some signs, and I've been protesting the show ever since they made that comment. Uh, AI is not the Holy Ghost. Um, the Holy Ghost is something you have to pay the church for, uh, a large sum of money. Um, no, I, what I thought was interesting is she said it like it had been referenced before, or like it would yes. make sense to us. Or like, mm-hmm. if this was, to use your term, if this was Operation Three Teacups, the Three Teacups <laughs> like had code names for everyone, and they're like, he's the father, he's the son, raise the Holy Ghost. And so when they were like, Teacup One... Where's the son? Uh, teacup one, this is teacup two, the father is. And then you'd be like, wait, when you say father, do you mean Andy and the son of Zoomer? And you'd be like, oh, he broke our code. I don't know. <laughs> the, yes. I also was like, wait, what? I mean, it was a cool it, it was a cool line if the context had mattered or been mm-hmm. like used previously. But otherwise, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know. Felt like another war on Christmas. You know, Tom, they're coming after Christmas. They're coming after our, our religious beliefs. Our holy ghosts. Our holy ghosts. 
Oh no! All right. I mean, you could argue this whole show is just an allegory for, uh, you know, religion being bad. I guess, right? The Holy yeah. Ghost was the one that or, did it all. Or being good. I don't know. It depends on who you think won in the end. I felt bad for Ray when they destroyed him. There is a comment here that I appreciated where they were like, once again, the show's trying to be like, hey, listen, all of you guys that are worried about AI, here's how you defeat it. And they're like, <laughs> Ray is a mirror of us, but doesn't have the feelings to like judge certain actions. And I was like, ah, you know, okay, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Um, but this very quickly leads us to, all right, we need to go destroy Ray and uh Zoomer, such a convenient writing thing where they're trying to get through the keypad and Zoomer's like, oh, well, dad always types in Ray's birthday. And I was like, that's weird that that AI has a birthday. But And also I can just see the thing where he like made that the code and the computer was like, that's a weak password strength. Try a different one. Use a special character. But yeah, like this is, I mean, Zoomer's birthday was the with the wi-fi password or something right and now they're using ray's birthday right. it is it is super silly um yeah i did it was goofy no, and I like if, at this point if ray thinks ray is like omnipresent in this hotel right he's hearing everything he if is he omnipresent yes they're <laughs> coming after him wouldn't ray like lock the door and not allow them to get into the server room as opposed <sighs> to like create Tom. this holy ghost image to Tom. stop them later <laughs> It just depends. I don't know. It depends. We're playing. We're playing fast and loose with what AI wants to do and how evil Ray is. Like, okay, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. The this is we get the line where they get in the server room where Lee. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't stare into the camera when she just looked down the barrel when she was like, "The internet is just machines howling in the dark." In the end, and I was like, "All right, cool." I mean, yeah, I know they're machines. I know they can be unplugged. I don't know. That was it was quite a line. The first thing that my wife says when they open up the server room and you see the windows, all the servers in the back room, and then the kind of the terminal, and there's three chairs in here. My wife's like, Why so many chairs? Like I'm assuming Andy's in here by himself doing his IT tech stuff. I don't think you need three chairs. Andy, Todd, Todd goes everywhere with him, and then Margo, <laughs> Todd's wife, known as Eva, the doctor. Uh, the three of them make up the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The, Trinity. the Holy Trinity. The Holy okay. Trinity. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So uh, we find out that you can use a laptop battery to make a, to make a... I felt like this was Big Airline. Big Airline was like, listen, we know you guys don't <laughs> take us serious when we ask you if there's any lithium batteries in your suitcases. So we would like to pay you the show to show how terrible lithium batteries are. And mm. Britt Marlin was like, sure. And she pocketed the cash. Um, hand sanitizer. My spouse was like, yep, everyone has hand sanitizer. Yeah. It's like classic those accelerant. Us, those of us that don't carry bags don't have hand sanitizer. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. I, f- I felt there was, this, there was some symbology, which is a word, with everything they MacGyvered to make this bomb. It was like laptop battery. Got it. Technology. Hand sanitizer, which is important to the world and pandemics. And then we're going to use a 100 or a $10 bill to start a fire. Capitalism. I don't know. I was like, all right, we're using a lot of strange things. I'm so cheap, Tom. If we were in this moment and they were like, we'll start it with this $10 bill. I'd be like, do you have a smaller denomination or maybe just like a scrap of like a candy wrapper in your pocket? Let's not burn. I mean, $10. We could... You could buy a banana Listen, for $10. I, I don't, I mean, <laughs> come on. I thought it was a $10 bill at first, but I think when they zoomed in and this thing was actually lightened, I'm pretty sure it was a, it's a Franklin. And I mean, I I mean let, butt sniffer, am I right? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, these buff sniffers don't care about $100 bills. I would 100% let AI take over before I set a $100 bill on fire. <laughs> who's got that kind of, who's got that kind of cash? I mean. I, I kept oh wanting to think that like if Ray was becoming like evil like he almost gets like emotional when he's telling them like hey don't do this he's like 
getting scared and i don't know if he's like playing on trying to play on their emotions yeah, to not to do this Zoomer, to him yeah to help but him again out, yeah. I, I like what you said like i don't think ray is like malicious he's not like a Mm-mm. resident evil style ai that's just trying to murder for the sake of murder become it because it's become like sentient i think it just made decisions based off of the code and everything that it kind of had so i i my other big thing about this whole sequence is they're doing this like it's a race against the clock. Like the police are coming. We have to do this before this all happens. But like Andy now knows about all of this is the assumption is if they don't do this, Andy's going to keep Ray around. And like, I, I don't, I don't get what like the big I, urgency was and why they had to quote unquote murder Ray here. I thought the urgency was Andy's out cold. They've got time until he's revived. And so they are trying to destroy Ray and get Lee out. Uh, but I only think of that in hindsight. In the moment, mm-hmm. yeah. I I mean, I didn't really think about it. I was like, yeah, of course we've got to destroy the computers. I mean, they're going to turn our, I don't know, snow cones into Wi-Fi signals. I don't know what they're going <laughs> to do. But, um, yeah, no, I I, I I do get your point. I did also feel like, hey, like, we're going to set a lot of stuff on fire underneath in place that do we know that we can get upstairs? Like all these doors are going to lock like opening doors has been a thing in this hotel. When your ring doesn't work, you can't get through a door. So why are we setting the whole thing on fire before we know we can get to the surface in an elevator, by the way, (laughs) do we think there's emergency stairs? Did he, did he follow code? And there's also a set of stairs that get you got to run up ten flights of stairs. That's gonna take hours, hours. <laughs> I mean, the smoke's gonna get you first. I don't know. Yeah. I just thought we were starting fires in a place where fires didn't need to be started. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, again, not to get super nerdy, but like the show Mr. Robot, I think did a much better job of this because I think there was a sequence where the main character is trying to take out a server room, and you can't just light a server room on fire because. Generally, server rooms are very hot, so they have a lot of like flame retardant stuff or safety things in play to make sure a fire can't like happen. Um, so I, I don't know if that's for all server rooms, but from Andy's perspective, if he's trying to keep this AI that this is the only place he has it stored, you imagine there would have been fail safes. But again, I'm well, just I'm being picky at this. Tom, point. no, 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 they covered that. They're like, oh, they? there's going to be a halon. Halon's going to go off in order to shut down the fire. But Lee says. Oh, a laptop battery fire will be too hot for the Halon to uh, oh, take care excuse of. Me. So excuse they, me, I missed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the details that matter when you're sleuthing, <laughs> you know. And I think by also, I love seven, fires. I, was... I love setting things on fire. I love thinking about fires. I love putting lithium batteries in my suitcase. And when they ask me, "Hey, is there any lithium batteries in your suitcase?" I look them dead in the eye and I say, "No, none. Not dozens <laughs> of, of them." lots of steak knives all right so they kill ai the world is saved um my spouse was like once again isn't everything in the hotel going to shut down now isn't it all controlled by this ai are they going to be able to get through doors um then they're running i don't know they're they're running for some reason running from something to something um all i could think about has to be Andy, right? Like they're while Andy's still unconscious or whatever, like they're trying to go. Or they, I think a Todd at one point says, like, the cops are going to be here in 20 minutes. So it puts like a countdown timer on what they have to do. Because again, the assumption is here Darby's like, we have to get you out before even the cops show up. Like, you can't have a conversation with the cops. You still got to take this boat out of here. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I, I don't know why she can't have a conversation. And all I could think about was, Andy's not wrong about divorce court. I mean, that's pretty normal. Just, I mean, unfortunately sad, but not uncommon to go to divorce court and argue over custody. Like, well, at this point, like, I mean, let's do a paternity test, right? Like, what what sort of rights does Andy have in, oh, in this relationship now? Old, old divorce lawyer Tom coming yep. in. Andy made the big old mistake. The big old mistake, which was not fathering your kid. That's the big <laughs> old mistake. Um, I'll, you can hear in the background these cops yelling Icelandic, I, I, Icelandic police, Icelandic police. And all I could think about was, 
do American cops run around going, United States police, United States police? So we're going to have to reach out to Andy and ask him if when he uh, busts down a door, he screams mm-hmm. United States police just to make sure. It was know. wild. We, we did need to know that it was Icelandic. Like, we know we're in Iceland. It's, it was funny. It was very funny. Nah, very funny. Anyways, this is then where I think Darby, we get some voiceover, right? And there's nothing better than voiceover to explain to us how it all works out. Mm-hmm. She's like, shortly after Andy disappeared, filed civil suit against. I was, I like that they determined civil suit. I was like, oh, be weird if you filed criminal suit, right? Show. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone testifies about the murder, but the court is so confused because it's AI murdering people. What do we do? Who do we charge? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Listen, back in the old days, a circus elephant killed a bunch of people and the town hung the elephant. Um, I mean, similar situation here. Just hang the AI, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a historic fact. Look up that story. Super sad. Um, me without you saying a song about it. Whatever. All right. Um, <laughs> this all leads to... This... Okay. We've done a lot of nitpicking. Let's, let's bring the energy down, Julian. Let's go to Julian's calm quarter. Mm-hmm. We then go to a book reading... And she's like, Bill's story is complete. She's written a second novel. I was like, is this whole show, like, are we just supposed to feel good that Darby is selling books? Is this what we care about? Is this, like, the satisfactory ending is, hey, she didn't just have one book in her. She had two, which I respect. It's tough to write a second book. (laughs) First book's easy. Second book's very difficult. I loved your first book. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, so I, I, I don't, the show was like trying to give us like the satisfactory moment here. And I just didn't feel it. Like people died, Tom, people died. I don't <laughs> care did. about the book reading. I don't so care, I, care about people clapping. Go ahead. Sorry. Go I ahead. no I, I actually liked this because okay. I thought this was a good, like, I mean, she literally closes the book on like Bill and that relationship she had that scene by the fire like i can't say his name because saying his name will mean he's really gone so i thought this was kind of poetic and like the name of the book called retreat um maybe it's like you know double entendres for their retreat that they went on and then her retreating their relationship and everything else so i kind of like what they did i thought it was super silly that they would go back to the same exact bookstore seemingly that they did in the very first episode Tom, the there's only that- one bookstore in the world anymore <laughs> amazon yeah. killed all the other ones so there's one bookstore it's called Top Shelf, and uh, it's the last <laughs> bookstore in New York. But, like, I mean, it's super small. It's comical that every single character we had in our main story is there. Like, they all freed up their schedules to listen to her little book read. I think we even do a, a cut to David, who's doing, like, a slow clap as she finishes her book. I also, I know she said, and she prefaced this in the first episode, that she likes to read, like, the end of chapters of her books, but... She at least skipped some of the parts of the Silver Doe. She blatantly spoils the end of this book and says everything that just kind of happened. So you're yeah. not really selling books here by by reading your entire final chapter. No, no. But she did say when she read the first book, she's like, I start at the last chapter. And you're totally right. They, The terrible way to sell books. Her publisher <laughs> and her agent, her literary agent, are probably furious. But, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Maybe she self-published and uh, is only going to lose money as uh, <laughs> authors sometimes do. Anyways, um, all right. <sighs> Lee and Zoomer aren't getting away from anyone. There's one set of footprints uh, moving <laughs> through the snow from the resort to the shore. Also, she doesn't know the boat's there. There's just a scene where they get swamped by icy water and they both drown. Like, I don't... <laughs> this was crazy to me. The police are like, we have no idea. And the groundskeeper's like, hey, do you see those? Uh, there's there's two sets of footprints, and then they turn into one set of put- footprints, which I'm assuming is with G- where Jesus carried them. But what <laughs> um, what's going on over there? And the police is like, oh, no, 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 those footprints don't matter. Those aren't, mm-hmm. those aren't footprints those are we need to make. Yeah, those are, those ducks. are ducks. Those are Icelandic <laughs> ducks that uh, obviously they lose to in the hockey finals, um, I'm assuming. And they're coached by Bombay. Uh, anyways, whatever. It's, yeah, no, like they even leave the hotel like buried, right? The hotel is buried under snow. So they had to get like 
unburied to even walk out. So, and, and when Sean and Darby finally made it to the ocean to find this Zodiac and everything, they had to take a snowmobile for seemingly hours. Yep. So the fact that, like, she can now trudge through this very fresh snow with her infant child, or not infant child. Not infant. Her... No, 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 Tom, Tom, Tom. <laughs> Have you seen his haircut? He's practically a heartthrob, like, teenager. She, she is carrying him, I believe. Which is yeah. crazy to me. He's like 10 years old. He's like, Mom, I can walk. Mom, I can walk. Mom, I can walk. And she's like, no, we only, we're going to throw him off the scent with only one set of footprints, which they aren't going to look. That's what the cops did. They walked over and they were like, uh, it's only one set of footprints, so it's probably not Lee and Zoomer. So actually, you know what? Good on Lee. She threw the cops off the scent. I now understand how she got away and shot that flare. And that boat was, that boat was inside of them. Why is she shooting off the flare? I was like, when she, when she shot that into the air. Okay, I'm just seeing your notes now, Tom. I apologize for stepping on this. So but good. when she shot it, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that's crazy. I was like, oh, the show will cut and we won't see the boat and we'll just kind of be left to wonder whether mm-hmm. or not they made it. Because Darby says something in the voiceover about, I don't know if they made it. I'm never going to see him again. But when mm-hmm. they, like, that boat is literally... The guy's like, we're right here. Why are you shooting flares? We literally, we can see you. We're driving towards you. Which boat? It's like the flare goes up, and then you hear like the boat horn. But like, it would have been more, I think, cinematic if you shoot the thing, you shoot the flare up in the air, and then like as it fades to black, then you hear like the boat horn kind of thing. You don't show it in the background, which is like. 300 yards away and this boat is clearly going to come in and rescue you didn't need a flare a lot of children a lot of children of men kind of overlap here but children (laughs) of men did it better where the boat like kind of fades into the fog and Mm -hmm. there should have been a scene where the boat pulls up and it's like is that them Nah, we're looking for a different woman and child (laughs) see ya and then they just like turn the boat knock over the smaller boat with their wake and uh everyone dies and and credits (laughs) Written by Britt Marling and Dick Wolf. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I mean, I still, I, I still assume that Zoomer would have been chipped and that uh, Andy could uh, yes, find his kid. Yes, like yes, that. Exactly. There's no other explanation that they gave us as to how Andy found them in Canada or whatever. Um, which was fine. They didn't need to give us that. But then Darby reading her story and saying that he's civil suit and they never found him again. Like. I don't know. It was all a, a lot of this was again probably me being a little bit nitpicky, nitpicky but like when you're going to set up these stakes and set up these scenarios, you need to kind of help the audience and spell some of this stuff out. Yeah, no. There's definitely should have been a scene with her trying to shove him into a microwave, and he's like, "Mom, I don't want to go in the microwave." She's like, "The only way we know if you're chipped is if we've run this on popcorn setting. Are you 0.15 ounces or 0.3 ounces or whatever it is?" And uh, anyways. It's great when a popcorn setting works on a microwave. That's that's what I'm going to leave us with. Does anybody ever use show. a popcorn setting? Tom, are you are you being serious right now? I'm being 100 percent serious. Tom, I, thought I those used the popcorn just setting. Oh man, I I've never been so mad at you as I, <laughs> I am right popcorn now. Popcorn setting on everything. I used Pizza, popcorn setting. Potatoes, <laughs> chicken, raw chicken. You throw raw chicken <laughs> in the popcorn setting, cooks it right up. Rotisserie, baby, like the Ronco rotisserie grill. <laughs> Uh, we have gotten off the rails, my friends. <laughs> All right. So I will give you one million internet points for like being on this from the beginning. In hindsight, we sh- I mean, we should have all been on it, but you did a great job. So kudos to you. Um, any final thoughts on this other than we have some critiques, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. And I, you know, I thought it was well done for... You know, there's a lot of shows out there that you're just like, golly, this is not worth my time. But I, I did enjoy, and seven can't argue with seven episodes, can't argue with a finale mm-hmm. that's 42 minutes long. Which I guess if you're rooting for a shorter episode of a show, what does that say about the show? But <laughs> that's for me to that's for me to work out. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think I've any final thoughts outside of like what we said. Like, I think the pacing was a little bit goofy, but I liked. It. I love like an Agatha Christie story and, and putting people in this isolation and trying to figure out the who done it, I, I think was fun and it's always gonna be a good time. Um cinematography, I mean this thing was shot like it was a movie. It was it was very, very yeah, very good from that perspective. I just think the writing was a little bit wonky, some of the character development was wonky. Um 
but I had a good time. I, I would recommend it to, to other folks to, to check out. Sure, 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 sure. All right, well, let's bring this to a close as uh, AI takes over and speaks for us. Um, you can <laughs> reach out to us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we really do appreciate those of you that have rated and reviewed us. I know that some people hopped on Apple reviews. Um, someone wrote, these guys are never annoying. It's something about like these podcast hosts are never annoying, which it's gotta be sarcasm, but, uh, (laughs) we appreciate the review. And, uh, so yeah, uh, Tom, what other social media stuff should we mention before we go back to our day jobs? Yes, for sure. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Team Binge or Team Binge Podcast. If you enjoyed our coverage on this show, we've done a handful of other shows. This whole podcast started from us watching Ted Lasso. We also covered The After Party, Season 1 and 2. I mentioned Silo. We've done The Lord of the Rings, The Last of Us, um, a handful of other ones. So go check our back catalog out if you like this. Uh, It's fun to be able to kind of dive into these different episodes of these shows that we're enjoying and, and chat through them. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy it, and we've got some new shows coming out, I think, in January, so keep an eye on our socials, and we'll let you know what we're going to be binging next. Sure, and if you have a show or movie that you really enjoyed and you think we would enjoy it, uh, having the finger on the pulse of what Tom and I are into, uh, send us a message. We do take those things into consideration. We, I mean, there's so much media out there that we can't look at it all or see it all so if you have some good recommendations we'd love to hear from you and uh we do this will surprise people we read our own emails which um i know you guys are thinking oh these guys are so busy they've got a lot of stuff going on we'd love to ignore our families and couldn't have less going on yeah couldn't yeah exactly (laughs) could not have less um tough to get out of holiday plans because we have so little going on um when the guy at the tire store is like oh i'm having a holiday party and i'm like oh geez please patch the tire but yes i'll come to your party because i don't have an excuse that's how little we have going on but all right i have been julian and i have been gumshoe tom till next show everybody take care